Welcome to the 2448. I'm your host, Sam, and I forgot to introduce my friends Spencer and Courtney from Accent All Leatherworks. Their business is just up the road from us in Waynesville, North Carolina, and they do durable leather goods like radio straps and all sorts of other stuff for both fire and non-fire customers. I'm excited to share their story with you. Check this out. And I don't no I matter wait what, to hear. No matter what any of them tell you <laughs> is painting. The mother trucking paint. <laughs> yep. So you guys run a business called Axe and what is this? All or all. owl? How do you say this word? All. all. What is all? It is a leatherworking tool. I figured it had to yes. be something because I couldn't say the word. Yeah. <laughs> so, so axe and all. What do you guys do? Go Got it. it. So uh, yeah, Courtney cleared up the all leatherworking tool, but it's also used um, in a lot of lines of work. It's a it's a marking tool. So oh, it could be used to scratch a surface, make a dent or, or divot, whatever. Yeah. Um, but we make leather goods um, by nature. And our business name, in hindsight, really did a great job in paying homage to what I did as a profession and now what I do as a profession. Tell me, like, you guys are first responder and nursing. How did you guys get into business? And what was your background? Just give me the story of, like, kind of how this whole thing started. Sure. So Courtney and I, she was working at Mission Hospital. I was working at Asheville Fire Department at the time. And we had been in our professions for at least five years at that time. Um, she was a paramedic in the ED and I worked at the fire department and then part-time I worked as a paramedic on an ambulance oh, right on. and then also taught EMT classes at the community college. So we were both heavily involved in our careers, very passionate about what we did. Um, and we started that, that hobby at our kitchen Island and that hobby evolved organically. Um, and it reached a point after about a year and a half that we realized that we were holding that hobby back. Um, and that was the first step. Courtney left the hospital. That's um, awesome. Yeah, yeah, which was, you can elaborate on it more, I'm sure. Yeah, but. so we um, we had left our home in Candler where we had started as, on a kitchen island and then it went to like the back of a two-car garage and we oh, had yeah. converted the other ho- past part of the garage and then pretty much took over our kids' playroom, which oh, then yeah. turned into, <laughs> so it was That's just awesome. a, we were living on a super busy street, um, trying to run this business, have two small kids, and in Candler, and we're like, listen, we know we need more room, number one. Yeah. Um, and our biggest thing was we have to find a place where we can continue to grow this business. Yeah. Um, had you guys always been business people, or is this was this like this thing you guys started totally new to your? Started new. So yeah. I come from, my parents are entrepreneurs. Um, they've always been self-employed. Yeah. Um, and I've just, I've kind of been always willing to be a sponge. So is Courtney. And I know you as well. That that line of work, the fire service kind of puts us all in a position where we're willing to learn from anybody. Yeah. And I think that the combination of hard work and willingness to learn defines anybody's success. Well, and um, also being able in that line of work, being able to learn how to deal with like the customer base yeah. and learn how to deal with so many different types of people out there yeah. and so many like... I, yeah, yeah, we could go on and on about that. Yeah. But so, whatever. did you guys always want to be firefighters and paramedics, or was this like, how did you get into that space before no, you got into business? Um, originally, I was my plan was to go to nursing school, um, and possibly FNP was my original goal. I had went after high school. I went to UNC Greensboro, and with a goal to start nursing school. Um, and my grandmother got super sick, um, mm. and she was one of those that like she was my right hand lady, like. My parents were super young when they had me, so 
she pretty much raised me, raised me along yeah. with my parents. She was there very, very big in my life. And um, she got super sick. And everybody in the family were like, we're putting her in a nursing home. And I'm like, over my dead body. Yeah, you are. so you're like, going to take care of her. Yeah, yeah. like I'm, I'm coming home. So I came home and stayed at home with her during the day. And then when my mom came home from work, I would go to school in the evening. Yeah. Um, and did that up until... Um, through like EMT and all of that. Which yeah. was where we met. And we we met, met at um, EMT at, school. I was going through the fire academy, and we were going, at the same time, paramedic school at AB Tech. Yeah. Oh, wow. So you were just back-to-back, like, knocking oh, out. Oh, we yeah. haven't. Just, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of overlap, but Courtney <laughs> oh, yeah. and I, the day that, you know, we were able to work, we've had jobs, and yeah. we've yeah. just, we've not stopped. And that's, there's pros and cons to that. Yeah. There's pros and cons to that. So, yeah. um yeah, we can elaborate on some of that stuff further, I'm sure, at some point. But ultimately, that journey from um, deciding, hey, this hobby is really evolving. Um, let's build this into something that we both enjoy. And yeah. what really helped with that, too, it was never a stressor as, hey, this is our income. Yeah. So that was because you were working as a fireman. At that's the time. it. Yeah. 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 So it was always like, hey, anything we earn, let's just put it back into it. Were there other guys in the fire station that ran businesses? Or did you guys like chew the fat and talk talk tech all the time? Or how did you get into doing like sure. kind of what, yeah. what was that like? Yep. So in the station, I was fortunate um, during that time, I had been in the same house for probably about six years. So almost the same crew for that period of time. Um, different facets of life, different life experiences, and different ages. Yeah. Um, one of them was a GC, and he did GC work on the side. Every fireman's got a side gig. You <laughs> Why know. do you think that is? <laughs> yeah, uh, many reasons. Yes. I think we're all busybodies yeah. in a way, um, but also monetary, yeah. right? Historically. doesn't pay that well. Yeah, so. historically. Um, and none of us sign up for the pay. Yeah. But ultimately, you know, when you got to earn for your family, you can do what you got to do. Yeah. Um, but that, for us, I think was that transition from Courtney leaving the hospital to her being the first full-time employee of Axonall was a, a big eye-opener. Yeah. We had just moved into a new place. Um, our kids were growing. She left the hospital, and we got to really see what one full-time person can do. Yeah. Um, and that was, you know, I'd leave the firehouse, and I'd get home at 7.30 in the morning, and I would work in the shop or the basement until 5 o'clock at night, Yeah. go to bed, wake up, do the same thing. Um, so when it started, were you making just, like, one widget at a time, or how— like was how did sure. you actually take orders and what was the product like? Yep. So started with just those pocket goods that we discussed um, and honing those skills that take a long time to learn. Yeah. Um, which allowed us to be able to venture into a di- bunch of different styles of goods. Um, so that period of time, like the trials and errors that we went through, it was that's still to this day. I mean, we l- learn something new, do something wrong every day, um, but. Those trials were, I mean, that defines, yeah, that defines who we are. I think at the end is how you overcome obstacles, and we've always faced them with a head on challenge. Why did you guys start, or, or so who, who started making the first thing? Was it you? Yeah. yeah, why did you do it, or what was the motivator? Sure, um, and not your formal like business outlook, there was no why. Yeah. You know, initially, we never had an intent of why are you making these things, it was a personal outlet, 
Yeah, that was just it. a craft. Creative like I want to make. And yep. what was the first thing you made? A keychain or something? Um, a phone case. Really? Yeah, Out terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like who you know nobody makes leather phone cases because phones change every year. So <laughs> yeah. made every a phone day. case. Yeah, and then I made four phone cases, and then eight. And I thought I was cool. I put a. We actually found it yesterday. Or the day before, where I cut a slot for the charger to go through, oh, you know, yeah. like, oh yeah, this is this is technologically advanced. But ultimately, that period of time was used to learn how to implement and use zippers, how to yeah. use gussets, how to sew. A lot of things that are foreign to even myself at the did time. Did you know, or did you kind of like? No. How did you figure out the first? Like, I couldn't make a phone case out of leather if I sure. wanted to. Yeah, a I think lot of it could. was. Yeah, a lot I do of it think was self-taught. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. A lot of it was exactly that. And, and it's kind of like Fort Knox, like or Switzerland, like old leather crafters. They don't want to talk about it. Yeah, like, we've had yeah. a couple of leather people on the show, and they're all like, "Ah, the fire service will share a little bit," but like the old sure. school guys, they're like, "Hell no, yeah. we're not sharing any of that." Yeah, it's which a- is in that outlook <clears throat> is challenging because the way that we operate, we're very open. Um, yeah, and I think that that's what's helped build our customer base. Like we're just we're good people first, yeah. you know, like running the business, the back end we do, and it's our job to do it very well. If yeah. we don't run the back end of business, well, the front end, no matter what it looks like it, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter yeah. if the back end's not really smooth and we're not strategized how we need to be, then at some point there's going to be an issue. Yeah. Um, how did you guys start developing that skill set? Cause I feel like, you know, you can learn to make a little widget, but sure. to learn, you can't just fall into making business operate in the background. Yep. I agree. And our thing was the, the willingness to reach out. So during that time, Courtney left the hospital, um, a couple years had passed and the topic came up of, Hey, we're really holding this back. If we add you, we can really make a big difference. So we talked for about, I'd say at least 12 months. It might've been a year and a half of me leaving the fire department, Yeah, which that was, it was never, you know, I'm, that was a 30 year career for me. No yeah. questions. Yeah, of course. Uh, right. Every, especially in a career agency, oh, like yeah. Asheville's not like a little yep. small. Thing, no, so. I made, I enjoyed the job. Great friends, great yeah. coworkers. Um, I taught classes, aided in truck development, everything. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's like, it comes to that thing of, Hey, you can have more time at home and potentially earn more for your family. Yeah. What's the decision? So it wasn't that difficult of a decision to make, but we spent a lot of time on it. Yeah. Um, and I am really grateful we did because I left in December of 2019 and COVID was three months later. Oh yeah. So yeah. Like looking back on it now, that is probably one of like, we didn't know it at the time, but one of the best decisions that we made because thinking about it, had he have been still at the fire department when COVID came and hit us hard, he wouldn't have been home. And here we then had two kids out of school. Yeah. That I had to turn into that homeschool. You had to be a mom, and all of a sudden, as, yeah, teacher, well. and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. So there was a lot of like, all right, you're doing your schoolwork in the middle of a leather shop today. Like, yeah. you sit down, here's your spot. Like, how did it transition from something that was like so hobby to something that you thought, okay, this actually could be a business? When I found myself like, all right, I can push and I can get more done when Spencer's at the fire department because I would stay up at, and I'd like, like go back down to the shop and work till like 
2 a.m. after I yeah. put the kids down. Was it always business just... or was at that point it was still hobby? No, it was, that was business. Yeah, so we transitioned. Um, the hobby started in 2014, yeah. end of the year. That's when I first got interested. Um, <laughs> and then Cinco de Mayo ah, is nice. our business anniversary. So, oh, interesting. Yep, so 2015, May 5th was the day we said, okay. Let's give this hobby a go. It don't. I mean, it took six months to realize that people were interested in what we were doing. Yeah. Who were uh, some of the first buyers? Like, what type of personalities were the people that were purchasing uh, from you? Friends. Friends. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Family. Absolutely. And um, then I'll never forget. I would make several pieces to bring into the firehouse, and I never mixed. And I know I say I bring into the firehouse, but I never mixed work with what we did on the side. Really? Even yeah. with the traditional fire service, but no. that's sort of thing. Yeah. I just didn't. You know, I came from with my parents being entrepreneurs. It was yeah. just your business, you know, when you're at one thing, you focus on it, Yeah. vice versa. So, I mean, up until I left the department, there were people that knew of Axe and All, but had no idea I was associated. No way. Yeah, if they would see us at trade shows, just because I didn't want to be the guy in the station that came to work and was working on, <laughs> you know, yeah. other stuff. I was in. You were in your job. That's it. So when you were a fireman, you were like fully dedicated to being like, I'm going to be the best fireman I can be while I'm being a fireman, and yeah. I'm going to be a best business person I can be when I'm being a business That's person. That's it. Right. And yep. we, I mean, we didn't move our, like, nothing left our basement. No. Like, everything, yeah. it was, we worked and yep. there and then when he went to the fire department like I'd stay back at home and yeah there was yeah, no like road kit I've seen um like you know some people bring stuff to stations and they're yeah, like yeah. building something and I'm like well, <laughs> I just I just doesn't feel right Didn't to feel me right to yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's whatever to each their own um but that was a challenge um but the position where we like the business perspective really shifted was when demand grew yeah because we knew hey we're not going to be able to manage this without putting a lot of energy into it yeah um, and that's where places like um, the small business center came yeah. in to help north carolina is really robust with business resources yeah um, and they're all free for the most part how did you guys find those people so as we transitioned from that basement me at the fire department and me leaving the year of covid we had written a business plan before i left the fire oh really department. yeah did you know how to write a business plan and you're no, like all right that screw one, it. i gotta figure something out. that one wasn't even like a official business plan oh really? that was like we like, just did what these we are our knew. goals for the year this is where we want to see ourselves in five years this is where we yeah. you know like we wanted to have them down on a piece of paper so we could highlight it off like once we you know, saw that yeah. accomplishment yeah and at that time i feel like in for 2020, we were like, hey, we we know we need to hire someone else. Yeah. But then we still had that kind of like We're in the basement. Like, Who do we want in our home? Yeah. Who's going to go Oh, because you were doing this our, stuff there. Yeah. yeah. In our kid's bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Like, you got to go to my, yeah, the kiddo's restroom. And yeah. that year, um, Travis, Courtney's brother, he had spent four years in Japan. He was a Marine, is a Marine, uh, came back and worked at Reinhardt Racing for oh, yeah. six years, I think. Yeah. That's awesome. As so, a, like mechanical and engineering, well, he, logistics, yeah, oh, logistics really? and production. Oh, interesting. So that's an important thing for a growing business, of course. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. Travis, uh, woodworker, so yeah. very detail oriented. So Travis joined us 2020, September of 2020, mm -hmm. and that was when we said, "All right, let's start looking for commercial space." Yeah. Um, for, At that time, were you still selling to just friends, or how did the business begin no. to transition? Where was your so avenue? That, we were online. Yep, I guess e our first. Our first website was built in 2015. 
15. How did yeah. you guys, like, how did you set all that stuff up? Like, Terribly. Yeah. <laughs> that was a, a Weebly. Was did you the, know you needed to do it or like when, what, what kind of motivated sure. that? Yep. So we had been in the social media realm, right? Yeah. And then. Which did, is a great place to be. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> so, we did our first. <laughs> it is. Yeah. We did our first trade show at Blue Ridge Community College for one of their fire service oh, or yeah. one of the uh, weekend fire colleges. Blue Ridge. So at the time, marketing primarily to firefighters. That's mm-hmm. it. hundred percent. Yeah. 100%. yeah. Uh, other than like friends that were like, can you make a wallet or whatever? Sure. But the website that went up was only, only fire radio straps, glove straps, oh, yeah. belts, things like that. Um, and while we made all those other things, we physically couldn't make them fast enough to be able to sell them. Oh, so you'd be at the show sell, showing off your wares, but it was like, okay, I actually have to produce this thing now. Let's yes. <laughs> yep. That. Yep. So that was the struggle. Um, and it's always been keeping a balance of our lead times has always been the struggle because to have enough folks, you can't just teach the skill like that. It takes yep. time. So, um, and that was really the big deciding moment of me leaving the fire department. Our lead times reached like 12 to 14 weeks, and it was like, wow, we're really holding this back. Look at how much opportunity we're missing. And also during that time, we did trade shows. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, we did um, FDIC. We've done Firehouse Expo. Oh, so you've been on the circuit. I mean, this is yeah. not just we a have. small town store in nope. Waynesville. This is a yeah, yeah. fire service, cultural, That's out it. in the open. Yeah. Yep. So we've been um, – Doing those trade shows for this whole duration, the whole eight years, I think we've done Indianapolis three times, um, Firehouse Expo when it was in Nashville a bunch. And our favorite show, honestly, is Safer. And oh, yeah. That's our yeah. that's the best. That's huh? our favorite show. It's, I, just it's not like even from town. a yeah, it's not even from a business position. It's more from we get to connect with the people that have seen us doing this since the day one in our garage. Yeah. And there's a lot. It's, it's a special thing to share with people. What is the feedback like when you go to a show? I mean, what do people say about your business that's good to hear or hard to hear? Or what's, what is the feedback at shows? Sure. So I think for us, we've always put a huge emphasis on our customer experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way we position our brand and share our brand story is very non-traditional compared to a lot of businesses in the fire service world. What do you guys do that's different? So we're not so much focused on selling a something geared to a firefighter. We're more so interested in selling them something that's quality crafted. So our focus isn't on creating a good for a firefighter. It's creating the best possible leather good we can create. Oh, interesting. So, so you guys are craftsmen that enjoy leather working. That's it. Crafts people, I guess. Yep. And um, then it happens to be that the firefighters and those sort of people purchase from you, but sure. primarily started, you know, focusing on the Correct. skill, the craft itself. How do you make sure you're the best? Like, how do you do that? So I, I don't think we're the best. <laughs> I think we're amongst the best and that's something that all of us strive to be right. Yeah. I don't, we'll never enter a room and say we're the best at anything. Um, there's been people doing this hundred years before us. I'm sure we're not inventing any wheel. We're just putting an emphasis on being good people. And for me, and providing a good customer service experience, but also holding people accountable. Like, like everybody needs to be a good human. Like yeah, it's yeah, yeah. not, it's not okay for you to be a dick. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. Very true. Like, yeah, yeah. like it's very don't true. be a dick to me and I won't be a dick to yeah. you. It's, it's a mutual respect. Do yeah. you think that a lot of the fire service background or public safety background, whether it's hospital or it's actually in, in the field side, like has that helped to shape the way that you operate in your business or the way you interact with your customers? Yeah. Absolutely. It's given yeah. us a lot of patience. 
right? <laughs> yeah. Let's be Spencer, has, Spencer has a yeah. lot more patience than I do. Yeah. Um, there's there's multiple times that I just have to tap out because my face says it all. I don't have yeah. to say anything. Like, <laughs> my wife is really similar. I've got, a, I've got an RBF from She's hell. like, how like, do they know that I was in a bad mood? I'm like, oh, honey, you yeah. were in that for yeah. a mile away. <laughs> yeah. I think um, – you know, business is, is it's interesting. Yeah. It really is. Um, and, like, your operation in comparison to ours, you guys are marketing to individuals to educate them to bring to their departments and agencies why they should have those goods, I think, at least how I perceive it. Yeah. Based on marketing, yeah, we I've go, seen. go to a fire department and we say, hey, you need to write yeah. this in your specs because this is the way you're going to save lives. Yeah. yeah. And the, I think – just the overall delivery of what we do is more just, hey, come on in. Yeah. We're, we're community-driven. Um, we're embracing the people around us. We work to a beat of our own drum. Yeah. You know, we're, we're different, yeah. and we're okay with that. Um, what are some of the things you love about the work you do that's unique about your roles versus just being in any other type of business? I think just, like, being able to create something yeah. from start to finish and see, like, there is there's never two hides that come in that are the exact same there's never two pieces of two goods that go out that are the exact same every single thing is different yeah um is being a craftsperson something that's been kind of part of your each individual selves for a long time I, I mean, I personally like an artist. So. I, mean, I feel like you guys yeah. are more artists than you are like factory employees. You know? yeah, yeah, I don't. Yeah. And I don't we never use the word like production because it's yeah. and it's hard. Like we have folks come into the shop from from all over. We've had um, like small scale manufacturing researchers come in and study what we do or ask us questions. Um, we recently participated in. Uh, it was a rural manufacturing summit, and they came to the shop to see how we operate. And it is. It's different. They want to kind of call it microproduction yeah. because it is in a way. It's microproduction, but it's not assembly line. It's not quite. Are there like products? that Like if I want to order like, okay, I want 10 of this product, or is it like, hey, I have an open slate. I can write a spec for whatever product I want. You guys will make me whatever I want. We don't. So our, um, our typical lead time is anywhere from 8 to 14 weeks all year. Um, and we offer a core line of goods called our durable goods. So this mm. is for everybody, belts, bags, wallets. Not just firemen. If I want to get a it. belt for whatever. Everybody. Yeah. So that line of goods um, we produce on an in-stock basis. So when we make batches of them, which we're making every week, we make a batch of a different good, whether it's a purse, a batch of belts, a batch of wallets. And when those are in stock, they sell. On the website, they sell. And when they're out of stock, they're out of stock. The fire hmm. service facet, we allow a backlog. So okay, got it. That's because the custom. that's more of the custom. Yeah. yeah. The things if that I want a radio shop that says my name on it, right. you got whatever it. you can build it, but I got to wait for it. You got Correct. it. Yep. So in for us, like the the traditional parts of leather crafting, we have a lot of pride in just the overall skills. And there's parts of what we do in like the fire service goods that personally we're not too crazy about. Like, really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, but in business, right? We do things that other people want. It's not always about us. One of the things that's literally the bane of any fire service leather crafter's existence, and I don't no I matter wait what, to hear. no matter what any of them tell you, <laughs> is painting. The mother trucking paint. <laughs> yep. I'm sorry. Really? What makes it so okay. hard? I feel so like it's so, 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 so think yeah. about this. 
you and your family, you have this beautiful house and you like walk and you open up the door and you're like, look at those beautiful baseboards, those clean walls. And you walk in and it's never going to look like that again because there's (laughs) tiny little humans. You know that, right? Destroy everything. We all know that. It's the same thing. Some folks. You put a radio strap on. Yeah, and you're going to go You lean up against a seat that's been cleaned with a sandy cloth wipe. Yeah. It's going to stick to it. it. Yeah. Yeah. You put on your pack and you're like rubbing it like this. Oh, my paint's chipping. Yeah. Well, no shit, sure. Oh, so, so people expect perfection forever. They, they and it's do. like, obviously, yeah. these things wear. And like, if you didn't expect your brakes to wear out. That's it. Yep. <laughs> so, traditionally, paint has been applied to these goods for decoration, right? Yeah. It looks nice. Not necessarily our style, but people really enjoy, you know, putting their character out there. Um, for us, that part of what we do, and the reason is, is because there's no product on the market. That'll no stand what up to anyone tells you nothing. There's nothing out there. No paint, no dye, nothing. That'll stand up to and yeah, we, the environment that we use. This that's stuff. it. Of the job. Yeah, look, I mean, we straight up fire truck. Like yeah. You're wearing under your gear. You're rolling in the shit. That's mm-hmm. the that's whole it. point of it. Right. Yep. And our thing, we straight up put on our website. Hey, we'll warranty everything we craft from start to finish. We care about a quality product except paint. And for us, <laughs> it kills us because yeah. we want to be able to 100% say this is it. But sadly, there's just not a product on the market that will hold up to those rigors. How so, do you have that conversation with a firefighter that calls? I mean, like, you've been there. It's and tough. So it's, yeah, it's tough. Is it easier to pull the car? Be like, listen, man, I'm a fireman too. I know exactly some, where you're at. So some get it and some yeah. just don't. Um, and that's okay. Yeah. Right, not everybody's going to understand. There's that 1% of people out yeah. there. Oh, yeah. 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 That we talk From about. the Northeast, I'm sure. <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> funny you say that. <laughs> you got yeah, loaded on your sweater. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think, um, but yeah, that's the only part I would say, and I wouldn't necessarily say we don't enjoy it, but it's a, it's a sticking tough, point. Right? Yeah. It's a sticking point because we always expect there's going to be that percent yeah. That is going to call a year later, six months later, whatever, and say, hey, the paint's chipping on the letter R. And reality is, that's patina. You know, it's yeah. a leather good. We want can it to age. Can you update it? Like, can, can I send it back? Hey, can you just do me a, once a year? Sure. I want to send so, it and give you 50 bucks and you sure, repaint it? Sure. But with that being said, like, when you put paint on, and that's my biggest thing, is it's not like a... Oh, one one time thing. Like, this is a multi-coat, layer oh, really? process. Yeah. So it's wow. to correctly painted if you go from what the paint manufacturer says to do you have to strip the product down and you apply three to four small thin layers yeah. allowing 24 hours per does it have like elastic dry. in it so that it can bend and it's an acrylic the oh yeah interesting. Yes. it's an yeah. acrylic so yeah. if joe blow was going to send us back I would have to try to strip off all, all of it. Of that so it's going to cost more than just buying a new one. At that That's point, it. It's just, it's, it's not worth it's, it. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's one of those things like you want a nice strap that is like going to tell a story of the fire yeah. department. Just go natural. Like, no paint. No paint. Like, yeah. just let it do its thing. Like, yeah. let it tell its story. Cause I guarantee you, like, it's it's gonna look a hundred times better in a hundred years than it that's would funny. be. In, yeah. yeah. So what's a really great example like of a customer that's like your perfect per- like who do you love to work with? Sure. I, I mean, ninety eight percent of our customer yeah. base. We really do have, I mean, an incredible customer base, um, and we have since day one. I think that the the way that we approach marketing, it's not so much like, hey, you know. Um, firefighter this firefighter that it's more so based on the quality good and we attract that in return 
if that makes sense. So, and we've really been able to see that come to life with the retail store. Uh, online, it's hard to shop a flat image, right? Yeah. You can't put your hands on it. You can't look at it. You can't interact with the people. Do you use video media or any other stuff to tell the story? Yeah, we do. And we've done a few videos in the past. Um, we used to do YouTube videos, and we picked up a short sponsorship with um, one of the leather workers or leather companies <laughs> that we purchased yeah. leather goods from or hardware and tools from. Yeah. And we were making videos. We did a video on paint. Thousands of other leather crafters have seen it. And, you know, we all laugh about the, the paint facet because it's like traditionally it's just not in it's the world funny, of leather like, it's like no but other people fire all know service, it but like the fire guys are like no, of course you yeah know. that's yeah. it yeah <laughs> and like it's it's just one of those things where you know a market crosses over and somebody says we love it and you just roll with it you but, know what's funny about fire service like you guys know the tradition of the fire service i heard a story one of my very first fire classes the instructor said like there's you ever heard the story of the, the girls on christmas ham or the thanksgiving ham they were cooking it's like they girl and a mom cooking a ham and the girl asked the mom, Hey, you know, how do we prep this thing? So they pulled out of the freezer, pulled out the oven, they cut the end off, they put it in the pan, they stick it in the oven, they cook it. So the girl's like, why do you cut the end of the ham off? And the mom's like, well, I don't know. My mom always did it. And so we do that. So then oh, yeah. let's call mom. So then they call the grandma or whatever and say, Hey, you know, when we cook this ham, we've always just pulled it out, cut the end off, put it in the pan, stick it in the oven. And it's great. Why did you cut the end off? Oh, let's call great grandma. So great oh, grandma, yeah. they yeah, pulled yeah. out, put it in, cut the end off. Great grandma starts laughing. She's like, what the hell is so funny? She's like, oh, my oven was only 20 inches wide. That went forever. <laughs> Big old ham. Yeah, and so in yeah. the fire service, like, people oftentimes do the same thing generation after truth. generation after generation for no reason other than, like, yeah, yeah 20 years ago, like, yeah. maybe they needed, you know. But now, mm -hmm. when we started building lighting, we built lights that were black. They were off-road racing lights, mining lighting, and we always powder-coated them with this super hard coat. The most durable finish was this particular black super hard powder coat. So we did it for years, and we had no problems in the mining in the off-road space. And then when we brought them to the fire service, we're like, hey, it's twice as bright. It's half the cost. It's guaranteed for the life of the truck. You'll never have an issue with it. And they're like, yeah, but it's black. And we're like, yeah, what the hell does the color make a difference? It's like at night, everything's black. So let's, sure. let's be serious. And they were like, well, we always buy white painted lights. Right. Well, like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. So we spent all this money adding a colored paint line to our just paint bad. process just so firemen could have a light that was more susceptible to having corrosion and other problems over a 25-year service life. Sure. And it's like it's funny because even in the lighting space, paint is a yeah. thing. It's like it's crazy. You're out in the field busting. So there are ways you can do things like maybe it's laser or it's burning or yeah, it's yeah. like maybe that's more durable right. than paint but fire nope my traditional yeah. brains as, yep. you know but i love the fire service because it's honestly one of the most unique spaces where you kind of can have what you want oh yeah you can buy it forever like i want it painted okay it's not that's the best it. decision i don't give a shit i still want it painted yeah. all right i mean yep. yeah i'll give it's, you what you want right? it's the truth too and it's like one thing that we've always been open to is just communication period with just internally and also our customer base um how did you get good at it uh just the way I was raised, really. Um, I, my family, we've always communicated openly. Um, and then the fire service helped. I had some really great leadership. I've worked with some great folks. Uh, and just the willingness to, no matter what you think or feel, to openly converse is, that's what wins. Yeah. Um, so we're not all great at that. <laughs> Right. Not <laughs> no, everybody's great I'm at that. Horrible at it. But at times we got to push each other yeah. to learn, to, to communicate more openly. What um, sort of training have you guys done? When I was talking with Chelsea kind of before the, the process, it was interesting to hear like you guys are super active in the small business world sure. and in like the, the community, not foundations, but like the state stuff. Like yeah. so how have you done training to learn how to hone those skills? Yeah. So we, um, during that transition from uh, leaving the fire department to opening the store, that, 
2020, January of 2020 to July or uh, October of 21 was a period of time where we decided we want to find a commercial space and then us opening the store. Yeah. So it was on our business plan when I left the fire department to find a commercial space. Um, and that was just like a rough, like, hey, here's what I think I need to do. I'm going to write something yes. down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, we we were we're pretty we're thorough, right? Yeah. Um, but that wasn't our, our official business plan until I'll get to that part. But so that period of time, so we're hunting for real estate, um, and we knew for us that our investment really with our business is going to be partly real estate. Yeah. Um, to sell a craft based business is is pretty difficult when the time comes. And for us, our intention isn't ever to sell the business. Oh, because you're, because the business is you, right? Like you're the craftsperson. You got it. So for us to teach someone else and to pass this down. We never want to outsource. How did you guys get the foresight to think through the, like, like a lot of guys get into business, never thinking about how they're going to get out of business. Watching his parents. (laughs) Yeah. Watching my parents. Learning from their struggles. What do they do? Having a business that had a, painting and waterproofing business in Florida. Yeah. Um, they sold that. Yep. They moved up here. They opened a restaurant. I a mean, deli. A deli. In Bryson and, City. So there's oh, all cool. of these things yeah. that we have it's we've funny. learned over the years. Like we have physically been there to... to Alongside yeah. somebody else. Yeah. Um, and I think the willingness to, to listen, like we talked about earlier. Um, my parents' deli, it's in Bryson City, which is a huge tourist place. And what's the name of it? We'll get a shout out. The High Test Deli. The High Test yep. Deli. Well, it's funny. The best ice cream sandwiches per Yelp. Yeah. Our state magazine. And your no mama. yo mama's ass. Yeah. And your mama's ass. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so their deli has been out there for 16 years and it's a big tourist destination. Yeah. The amount of firefighters that have been to my parents' place that have. There's, you know, my parents have a flyer of our business in there oh, or whatever. That's cool. And the amount of times it's, they come to Are the shop. Are they like, oh, yeah, I know this. Yeah, it's hilarious. And they've been coming there for 15 years. So we've watched their kids grow in their business, and now they're visiting us. That's really cool. So, yeah. So yeah. back to the hunt. So real estate, we looked at a couple of pieces, um, and we wanted to be downtown for foot traffic. In Waynesville. That's it. Yeah, now, Waynesville. Now, mind you, so over the past five years, during all of this time, we made our workshop, it was in our basement, but we made it very, it was a finished basement, so we made it very like, hey, we want our workshop to be cozy and we want it to be productive. We yeah. want we don't want it to be like stark white walls and all oh, of that. Yeah. Does it need to be like, it's like equipment machines and stuff? Like what's in there? Yeah, I mean, sewing machines. Sewing machines. Oh, and, yeah. 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 But Laser with that, we would find... Yeah. With having a Google business, you know, business on Google, you have your address on there. Random oh, people yeah. would just, just show, up, show to up to our house like, oh, and they're like, well, where's your retail space? And we're like, well, I mean, you can see our shop and we have like a few little things, we like but a little... we don't want, our shop isn't at our house. Like you know, we don't want our, re- we don't want people just showing up to our It's home. hard, right? Yeah. And what, what else do you do, right? Like you got to start a business somewhere. Nobody owns a space before they start a business. Yeah. Nobody Correct. like normal yeah. people. Yeah. When I started, I wouldn't put an address on my business card. I had a website and I had yeah. a phone number oh, we and learned, an email. Yes, we yeah. learned hard. Well, and it was because yeah. people would Google like, and it's they would do truth. street view and they'd see my little shanty like shack. Yeah. And I'm like this, World I'm, I'm going to spend a hundred thousand dollars on lighting with this This guy guy. let me just tell you no way so i took all that shit off and it was like oh well that's it seemed really weird but right you know you almost have to get past that stage where it's like nah let let my actions speak louder than my words nobody cares anymore and then you get to it yeah we, we did we had visitors at our house which 
Which is funny, though, because now we've had those same visitors in our store. And that's they remember cool. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah. So you have a lot of repeat business. Correct. That's it. Yeah. And that's our biggest thing. Like, if we make a belt for one person, we're making you a belt that's going to last a lifetime. But we want you to come back and also see what else we can offer. Like, yeah, outfit more than yeah. just your belt. So yeah. we make a radio strap for you. We can also make, like, a bag for your wife and this for, you know, so it's a, it's a whole family type thing. Like, yeah. Something for everybody. Yeah. So when you a, were thinking through that layout, you thought, okay, I need to get into a, I'm, I'm looking for retail space. Yeah. I'm looking for retail space that's going to appreciate because sure. ultimately part of the exit plan of the business, which might be some number of years down the road, sure. is liquidate this retail space yeah, and turn it into course. something useful. Yep. Was that a skill? Like, do your, do your folks or do you know anybody in the, retail, in the uh, real estate world or was that <laughs> no. just like good intuition? Yeah. So we had um, some big early on big dave ramsey in personal oh, yeah. life this studio yep. is modeled after his studio nice. yeah. yeah so big dave ramsey in our personal life at that time yeah um you know no credit yeah no credit yeah and business is very different and to shift that perspective um when we were looking for a space was like it was crushing oh yeah and we knew again that we wanted to buy so we we looked and looked and we finally found something um and it was a cold call the business wasn't the building wasn't for sale oh really so yeah. you just said hey i'm interested in your oh, space oh yeah 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 we called an historic building it hit everything we had dreamed of oh really yeah and you already had your business established That's so it. you had re yeah. we had revenue you That's had customers it. online so revenue so this was this was probably december of 2020 that was yes. the cold. I cold called them in November and um, extremely just incredible people, very wealthy, but they've worked hard for it their whole yeah. life. So when I shared our story, immediately there was a connection. What's the message like when when you get the gumption to have that first phone call? Like, how do you psych yourself up and what do you tell them? Uh, worst they can say is no. That's my outlook. <laughs> the worst man. they can say is I, no. But once it gonna like what's it gonna hurt if you don't try? Then you never then know. Then you never know. And they yeah. could have said yes if you tried. We we try. I mean, we anything, I we're mean, willing to take a chance um, or take a shot. And I called, and it was, I mean, the trickle down has been incredible. So we were able to agree on a price to purchase the shop, the building, that day. Oh, wow. Yeah, we shook on it in the courtyard. And then one of the biggest obstacles we faced to date was funding for that. Oh, yeah. So what did you guys do there? Yep. So we had saved, built a cushion for when I left the fire department um, and we needed to go a lending route to purchase a building. Well, as a small business, we were never paying ourselves prior. Yes, they're probably like, oh, you know, yeah, yeah, this, that course. part, if you understand that. So everything we do is based on projections. Yeah. So we were able to get a loan to purchase the building for through the business, which, I mean, it's a huge feat, you know, yeah. like we never sit back and celebrate. I shouldn't say never. It's very seldom that we sit back and celebrate our wins just because we're, we're always moving. Yeah. Um, and that to this day, we still, a lot of folks don't know we own the building Yeah. Uh, just because it's, you know, we're sitting here talking business. Otherwise we don't talk about it. Um, yeah. and for us, like that's, that's everything, you know, like, 10 years from now, if we're making leather goods or not, we have this piece. Mm. And the ability to further monetize that space is our, our outlet now. Do you have more space than just what you occupy? No. no so we, we occupy. Need more space. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we need a lot more space. Yeah. We occupy 100% of it. Um, we have a courtyard out back that we're developing into usable space. 
um, in which we're adding storage back there via a shipping container. Oh, nice. Okay, yeah. cool. So that that venture we're going through now, it's uh, it's interesting, right? We're going through a quasi-judicial process in our town. Do you have to go, like, submit your plan you and got tell them it. why? Yeah, we do. So all and How are again, you figuring out that path? Just asking questions. Yep. Just I, I'll Picking go to the, the town. Yeah, we'll go to the town and ask. And it's um, I I have found, and Courtney said it earlier, the willingness to just be okay with asking questions is, I think, is, is if you don't have any concern of somebody looking at you and saying, "Well, this person's they're they're an idiot," or whatever. <laughs> I don't. I just don't care. Yeah. And Courtney knows that. I'm usually the one to go in and ask, like, "Hey, what is this? What is that? What is this?" And we'll get the answers, but. I think the willingness just to to do it. Yeah. That's yeah. really interesting. Yeah. When I think about the types of businesses that start in the fire station, I think it's so interesting that you talk a little bit about before kind of not letting the fire service know really what you were doing. Like they knew about your business, but they maybe didn't know that it was you doing it. Sure. And I struggle, even in the volunteer fire service, I struggle a lot with People see, oh, you're a business person. Oh, you're in, you know, like the podcast or social media. Oh, I saw you or whatever. And then it's like they immediately assume you're a gazillionaire. And oh, then, like, yeah. No, man. We're just normal like, people. We're, yeah. 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 Like. We're just normal people. We drive. I kind of wish people I mean, wouldn't like, know what I did for work because it's like, look, yeah. man. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's people that work here. But it is like this whole thing. Yeah. Was that intentional? Did you say, hey, I'm worried that people will perceive me differently? Or? Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. And, and we I, don't. I mean, we're just. We're simple people. We like are, we. We're simple. I think we raise our is, kids to like yeah. run around when I mean our son literally grew up in underwear and yeah, rain boots on normal. our property like that's awesome picking eggs and like slaughtering pigs like that's just what we do like yeah. that's our we're not materialistic people no, we're, we're just, just very like we're simple. normal people that get to do something we love and people really love what we do yeah so do, that, have you changed now do you want the firefighters and the public like do you like that that uh, it's difficult, now? right? So uh, the connection always, and even before the connection was important when we were in that mode, right? I looked at it as two hats. Yeah. Um, but now with the store, man, it's so difficult when, and, and it's it's courteous and we know it, but all day when folks come in. Come in, I want to chat. Yeah, and oh, it's, yeah. And it's, but it's just, I, no, I don't know many people that take compliments well. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I don't know a lot of people that just relish in hearing people, oh, this place is beautiful or this is great. We love it. That part has been a little bit of like a, it's different, you know? Yeah. Like, You're like, uh, th- hey, thanks? I'm just, I, that's my, awesome. Yeah. That, that part is, it's interesting. Well, it's quite um, the accomplishment to have set a place up, left a, I mean, like leaving the fire service, dude, there is no, if I was 15 years into a fire service career, looking at that pension and retirement, sure. that's a tough gig to say. Yeah. And to make that work and make the transition and then now be supporting the community in a different way, creating a space for them to hang out, that sort of stuff, I feel like that's really cool. And then it's something that, yeah, so fine, you're going to get a compliment. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, I agree. (laughs) And I think, too, like the biggest benefit of like our whole history in emergency services is people right away feel comfortable with us. Yeah, Right. And that could be a positive or a negative for us. It's a positive. Is it because, because they're your people or is it no, the general public or whomever? general public? And they feel comfort with no, when they know our story right away. They're like, oh, these are good people. Yeah. And we are good people, but we don't lead with, hey, I was a firefighter for 15 years. We let them discover it. Yeah. And, and it's normally it's they've been into the shop for like 15 to 20 minutes and they're like looking around 
then we have this alcove that's our fire service alcove. So it's like you're going into. Yeah. yeah. So then People they're like, ask like, oh, wow, what is like, all this? They though? always think Whoa. it's bondage. Oh, they my God. always <laughs> do. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, they do. Is that, is that pink and black? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. They always they're think like, it's bondage. What is this? It's the fire service. Well, who's in the, who's in the fire department? They're yeah. like, oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe like you could like use this to control your dog or like yeah I know what they're really thinking yeah. Yeah. yeah it's we always like and it, we I mean it's hilarious you know yeah. like we're it's me Courtney and Travis for the most part the days the store was open then when we were yeah. hearing when we first opened so some of the things people were like what is that where's the red room you know no we, way. Oh, the we, red door. we oh, yeah, get we, it all but, yeah. You know, maybe and me, you'll yeah. just hear. Like, we yeah, tell them you got to knock three times. You know, <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. They That's get a funny. taste of the firehouse <laughs> culture. You know, That's it's ruthless. Awesome. Yeah. What's the sort of stuff that the like? If you're a new business person and you're trying to figure out, like, okay, I want to start a, a widget factory, whatever the whatever the widget is. I want to make wallets. I want to do this. I want to do that. Whatever. How like you guys seem to have followed a path that I feel like a lot of people should follow. And most, like I didn't, I just banged my head around until I figured out where sure. I was going. I never wrote a business plan. Like I didn't even, there was never a 1-800, let me call North Carolina yeah. team. Yeah, and yeah. I feel like that resource is something that I wish other people knew about. I certainly wish I knew about. Sure. How did you guys find the resources? Yeah. And like, think, why did were you even searching for them? I think the biggest thing, well, we first started looking for the building for the, um, when we were looking for the commercial space, yeah, the small business and, center. Um, there was a building that we were looking at um, oh, at the It was time. the dream one. Was, you know? And I mean, we still, like, we drive by it and we're like... 8,500 square feet. Like, really? Yeah, it was the dream. Yes. In downtown. In downtown. Cool. And it, still for sale? No. no ah, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> but at the time, we spoke with the owner yeah. of it and, you know, told him... Again, that was another cold call. Like, yeah. that was a pick up the phone. Like, you don't know me from Adam, but my name's Spencer, and <laughs> me and my wife own this. And we met him there and spoke with him, and it was passed down to him for years. And he was actually the one that was like, you really need to call my friend Katie at, at the, the Small Haywood, Business Center. The small yep. Business Center oh, at Haywood really? Community yeah. College. So, we, so you guys got – but you were already in business by then. You yeah. got connected and that sort of thing. Yeah. And that was almost like a little bit of like a – Pandora's box. Yeah, like yeah. a – we knew we had that resource of like those holding hands behind us as we went to this next big Step. jump, yeah. Yeah. like that parachute. If the, if we are to fall off the mountain, they <laughs> yeah. might catch Someone us. can help at yes. least keep your head on straight. Like, Hey, Correct. that's what normal. Yep. Should I be worried about this? Yeah. And those venture, I mean, that just turned into a lot of other resources and connections. So the small business centers typically are ran through community colleges and okay. in North Carolina specifically, it's almost one in every region. Mm. Um, and then they report back to the state. It's a state-funded program. It's actually a federally-funded program. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and the, I mean, the resources are vast. It's from how to start a business to how to file taxes, how to do use and sales tax, oh, how to yeah. market. There's literally an online class that's free almost weekly, depending on what you're pursuing. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, if the, to say that the resources don't exist, it's it's naive. You just, nobody's found them. People haven't found them yet because... Yeah. North Carolina's passion, especially another one that's really large, I don't know where you're at with this, but import-export. Oh, yeah. Yeah, North Carolina's import-export education is massive. Really? Yeah. Interesting. The trade show grants. And oh, yeah, things. yeah, yeah. Okay. They have a whole deal to set you up to go do those sort of things. or whatever. Do you guys participate in that stuff? So we 
we learned of it in 2020. So next year we're going to try and implement them. That's we had awesome. an opportunity to go to Germany for inner shoots, wasn't it? Oh yeah, via North Carolina. Oh no way! Yeah. So Interesting. They so lobby. we go and we go to that show, but I mean we've never even thought to reach out and, and leverage that. Oh yeah. yeah. So they'll pay for ultimately everything. No way! Oh, that yeah. is so yeah. interesting. And when you get groups to go, it's even better, and you get the incentive. You're, yeah. You sell, make a sale there bring the tax revenue back to the state. Of course. That's exactly so, what a, a and that's deal. what fuels the program. Um, and that's just one of the several. But there's our, our ecosystem of uh, just entrepreneurship resources in the area is it's huge. That's interesting. It's huge. There's no real true reason that somebody couldn't find the education to be successful. So I want to hear about your background at, in business and where you kind of, where did oh. you learn some of this stuff? Like, cause I, I feel like there's, you guys came together, obviously like opposites attract, right? And so like fire service career and then medical in the hospital, like those are different. They're similar. Like there's common threads, Yeah. but how did you begin to develop a business skill set without the same family experience um, that Spencer had? Well, I mean, from the beginning when Spencer and I met, there was his parents have like just taken me in as a as another one of their children That's at so least good. I feel like um, so the relationship that I've built with them has also been like I can pick up the phone at any t- any time and be like hey B I need I, I need to know this or are they some business mentors for you guys like do you guys reach out often and um, yes I would say but we do have like a pool of um, one really of great friends yeah one of I would say like. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if I'd say like influence, but just making good decisions. Um, George from Hook and Irons, you know, mm. the apparel company yeah, you might yeah. be familiar with. Um, yeah, George and his wife, Jamie, they have just, they've ran that apparel business for 12 years now. Yeah. Um, extremely successful. One of, I think, the best apparel businesses in the fire service. Um, it's all hand-drawn art. It's gorgeous. I'm sure you're familiar cool. with yeah. the brand. Um, but we've grown together so much. We do family vacations now. Oh, but wow. Oh, that's yeah. really cool. So you guys can talk business. And oh, yeah. You, like you have peers that run yep. similar types yep. of things. Yeah, and have the same, you know, like the same beliefs in how they're operating their business. George is a battalion chief at Miami-Dade. Most oh, of awesome. his people that work with him don't know he runs Hook and Irons. Yeah. Um, and it's like. I feel like when you hit it off with folks, you kind of gravitate towards each other, you know? How did you guys build that social circle? Like, where did you guys run into each other? We met George, actually, at our first Safer Trade show. Yeah. I think it was 2016, and it was like... I had been a a fan of George's for... for years. but it was like or eight years. I'm pretty sure I just walked up to the booth and was like, what's up, George? I'm Courtney. Like, and from there, it was like a... Yeah, it just it's grown and blossomed from there. I think just like in personal life, like the business side, you could tell, like... I could I could tell you and I can sit down and have a conversation about business for several hours. And yeah. you can just hit that off with folks and you could tell other people that aren't as interested and that's okay. Yeah. But I always I always get stuck, you know. One of the things that I want to socialize more with business people, but you know, finding like figuring out who like who are the people that I want to yeah. socialize with and then like you know, in the fire service, I want to have the guys over for a bourbon or that's shoot it. the shit. Yeah. But then it's like, okay, you end up I hate talking business with, with people that aren't like peers you know it's like okay i don't want to sound up myself yeah yeah and it's so hard for me to build that community it sounds like you guys done a good job of kind of like noodling out who are the folks that we share common themes with where it's not a competition who's got the bigger widget or the whatever you know yeah and honestly we never really like talk about other businesses or it's just i think one of the th- like marketing, for example, I've seen some folks that strategize marketing with pointing out negatives in other people's goods. For us, it's 
You know what I mean? That's just not something we highlight. Yeah. Um, we more so just focus on that, our drum. Yeah. You know, how our drum looks, how we're beating our drum. Um, one thing that I, we get asked quite a bit is um, what, who else in your, your work area or, or in, that crafts goods like you guys do, who do you look to for inspiration? And it's not that we don't look in our market for inspiration, but if everyone in that market's looking in the market, it's all going to be the same. Yeah. So we have always looked in other markets. What just type of thing? Is it like, you know, rodeos? Fo- again, focusing on the craft. Oh yeah. So, so other leather workers. That's it. But but doing other things. We had Not last fire service. Yeah. Like other, yeah. yeah. Just other th- folks that are masters at leather work. Right. Yeah. Um, we had a gentleman stop to visit the shop. We were closed, and I'm, he's going to come back. But he's from uh, Switzerland, and he's one of the best leather crafters in the world. No way. And he was in Waynesville. That's cool. His parents happened to live there. You That's know, cool, and it's yeah. like, it's just, what yeah. are the odds of just some of the things that being in this like line of business, the handicrafts and the connections we've made, we've had, we had um, Holtzbrook, the axe manufacturer from oh, Sweden. Yeah. We produce all the sheaths for their Agdor line of axes in the U.S. They came to the shop from Sweden. That's cool. You know, That's it's, cool. it's yeah. been like, hey, we get to meet some. The J Creek Cloggers. You know you Zeb? Heard? Oh, yeah, no way. Yeah. Zeb, you guys work with those guys. We filmed a video with them last no weekend. Way. Yeah, so we taught them how to make leather goods. They taught us how, how to, to clog. That so is super It funny. was really cool. So we're super yeah. excited to see how that turns mm-hmm. out. Do you guys end up just like being switched on all the time? Like, I feel yes. like in these types yeah. of businesses, it's really hard mm-hmm. to step out of it. It yeah. is. It's the hardest. It, in, I, a lot of that, I think, is because of social media. Partly, because social I media think. is always on, so I feel like people think everyone are, is always on. Mm. You know, like, oh, I'm looking at this at 3 a.m. I'm gonna send them a message at 3 a.m. Yeah, I like, think that part. I don't. Dis- Courtney's 100 percent right, but that position of like developing, growing a business. Yeah, it is. It's the hardest thing to switch off. How do you guys do it? I mean, especially in a married couple like my wife and I are married. We talk shop. We wake up at 4 o'clock this morning, we're talking about, I don't even know what the hell we're talking about. Something, work, you know? We try really hard, and I feel like we've made this a habit, but not really, like, said it out loud that we've made this a habit. But I feel like we kind of, like, finish our day and decompress, like, at shower time. Mm. Like, we have, like, this shower conversation, and then after that, it's like, all right. Disconnect. We're disconnected from, like, the phones go on Do Not Disturb at 730 at night. Yeah. All of these things that we have to do to physically have our brain shut off and be able to not drive ourselves crazy. Yeah, we've seen it from – so for the eight years of building the brand and building the business all the time, nonstop, you know, uh, seven days a week, all hours, and any conversation at any given time we're talking about, hey, what are we doing next? Or what's it? Anytime, (laughs) right? right? If Um, you love what you do, then you're naturally going to talk about it, right? That's it. So we we – Typically, and really the, the real big eye-opener for us was last year um, when we were working on building out the store. Um, we had spent 11 months working. So we're working in this commercial building, and it's a historic building, so we're restoring it. Like actually doing the work. Yeah, everything. everything. So yeah. when we, we did When 90%. we went in there, it was a church office. Oh, so wow. Yeah. It was an old historic building. So it turned into a leather in, factory. It's a whole different yeah, In the different. late 1800s, but it's had many lives over the years. Yeah. I mean, ranging from a restaurant in the beginning 
to rooms for rent by the yeah, minute, hour, yeah. to the hour, <laughs> to oh, like yeah. the slum drug house, yeah. to oh, wow. glass yeah. blowing, to a typewriter repair facility, back to rooms for rent by oh, the hour. How do like, you learn all about that? That's so we did. So yeah, we dove, dove real deep. Yes. We highlight the history of that building and our town in the shop. So you treat the building almost like a piece of the business. Like oh, that's absolutely. The story. It's yeah. not just a space it's to a, build It's the an stuff. experience yeah. when you walk through the door. It's oh, not just wow. going into a store. You're going into an experience. Yeah. When you have the the time to visit, you'll see. It's just it's a uh, uh, most folks that come in the store say they've never been in a store like that, and that's mm. that's our goal. Um, it's it's very unique. But so during that period of time, eleven months, we're working on the building, and our shop is in the back. So we've got plastic up. So there's like a front hat, like front of house, back of house. You yes. got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we've got plastic up. We're taking stucco down. We're taking drop cloth. <laughs> we're doing or drop cloth, drop ceiling. All of the work we could do. We're all very handy people. So we yeah. were crafting goods from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. And then we would switch over at 3 and work. Work on the building. And Travis would usually leave around 5. Oh, wow. So you're actually making your products. Yes. And, yeah, and then we would work yeah. until like 9 or 10 at night. Oh, wow. Burn the candle at all the ends. Oh, yeah. Every yeah, yeah. day for, yeah. seven, for seven days a week for 11 months. For 11 Holy months. Cow. Yeah. So Did that take a toll on you guys? Yeah, that it came to a head for me on Halloween of mm. last year. So prior to that, I had never, I mean, my last six years at the fire department, I drove one of the busiest companies in the city downtown. And, you know, we we were up all night, every shift. It was not, we, it <laughs> yeah, was not. Welcome to the fire service. Yeah, like works, we yep. never only ran one call after midnight. It yeah. was four <laughs> or five, every shift. So loved my time downtown, um, but it was, you know, it was a beatdown. Yeah. So, and I lost my train of thought. So we went from you doing that. Yes. To, so oh. I've, I'm used to sleep deprivation at this point in my life, right? Yeah, being worked uh, hard and yeah. running around 24 hours and a day. To drive on our days off, or now that we're doing this full time, it wasn't like hard to convince myself. Um, but after 11 months or 10 months, it came to a head. So I ultimately ended up getting like, um, I was having issues sleeping, mm. which after being at the fire service for 15 yeah. years, it was like, well, it's just it's a part. Job. Yeah, <laughs> it's a part of it. Yeah. So then I just started feeling like shit. Oh, really? Ultimately, yeah. So I started You're um, working that hard and just, un- just you got it. Yep. I started down. feeling anxiety. I didn't know what it was. Oh, I both s- physical and mental. Oh, yeah. 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 I started just the stress of everything. And there was never like one hey, you're stressed about finances. Nope. You're stressed about this. No, it was none of that. It was literally just overwork. Too much, too too much much activity. Yep. So I found myself in the hospital. I thought I was having a heart attack. Oh, wow. Oh yeah. So something that I experienced treating for, you know, (laughs) for 15 years, years, right. I couldn't even identify in myself. So that the end of last year for me from, you know, we opened the store in October and from October to December was three of the most challenging months of my life from a position of mental health. Yeah. Never, ever have I experienced that. And just, it was a a perfect storm. How have you begun to then write that ship or are you still on that journey? Sure. So that was Courtney talked about earlier, taking those time and taking time off. So Sundays and Mondays, we are always off Sundays and Mondays. Try to, I say always, always Sundays. (laughs) Mondays are hit or miss. This time of year is tough because the holidays. Yeah. Um, 
But just, I mean, we weren't taking any time off. It was seven days a week every That's day. That's it. I'm drinking coffee. We're next door to a cafe, and the cafe <laughs> is— You're keeping them busy. It's number oh three in the yeah. U.S. Oh, yeah. So the coffee is— it's great. No way. It's, yeah. roast, it's like roasted oh, yeah. right across the oh, street. I mean, really? it's, it's yeah. all of these things. So, you know, I'm slugging coffee from 6 a.m. to 4 p.m., and naturally we're getting in the beers while oh, we're yeah. working on the building. Yeah. And it's just a combination of those things, eating like shit. Yeah, so you speed not, yourself up in the morning with coffee, and then you relax in the afternoon with a beer, and no, all of a sudden your yep. body's just taking the, a beat The down. perfect then, storm. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we're working during this time, so when the hell does anyone have time to go to the grocery store yeah. or cook dinner or do laundry or any of these things? And thank God, like, my in-laws And you have kids, there. right? Yes. Yeah. My in-law, our in-laws were there to definitely, like, assist in those lacking of duties that we not. dropped. That, so yes. if I was going to ask, how many kids do you have? Two? We, have we two. do. So if I were to ask your kids here at the table versus you guys, like, tell me about the last year. What would they tell me? They, so they would tell you that exact thing. So we all, I mean, we communicate openly in our home. And prior to us starting the building, we had a big family gathering like, hey, the next potentially year is going to be very challenging for all of us. We knew, you know, I mean, rubber meets the road, right? You got to dig in. And that was our time to dig in. Um, so we prefaced and warned and had all those conversations and quite frankly, like not to say that it couldn't happen to me, but in the back of my mind, I was like, yeah, whatever, we're going to grind this thing out for a year and that's yeah. it. It can't be that hard. We've done these yeah, things before. It can't before. be that hard. Next thing I know, I'm, you know, in the back of an ambulance and it's like, what the hell? So oh, yeah. that was a, it was a big reality check. Right. Yeah. Um, and how have the kids fared through it? Have, have they kind of come out the other side and said, all right, now we, we think we're back on stable ground. Oh yeah. They could, oh, yeah. yeah, they see it now. And two, they're a big part of like, there's families that come in that go to school with our kids. So we've got, That's a sh- cool. yeah, we've got a shop cat. Her name's Ivy and they're they, weekly. People come in weekly to see this cat. No way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you meet our dogs? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We love Everyone Slick already. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yep. So they come in every week and visit. And a lot of them are like friends of our kids that go to school. Friends of your kids, friends of your cat, one of the other. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, um, but yeah, that, that period of time for us, um, it was a real thing. Uh, yeah. Never in my life have I experienced that. And truthfully, just having a good support group around. I never Mm. was in a position of, you know, suicidal thoughts or anything along those lines, but I was in a position of, I feel not myself. Something's wrong. Yeah. It's funny. Like the fire service, I mean, everyone talks about the fire service, all manly guys, you know, whatever. I'm never going to talk about mental health. And it's a important subject. I think like your former fire service, like did that play into it? Imagine if you'd stayed another 15 years in the fire service, could you have gotten equally as burned out doing running nights every night for 30 years? I mean, yeah, I think so. I I do. I don't disagree in mental health. When I worked at, um, Asheville, it was big. Every, it was talked about. We had a lot of ambassadors throughout the agency. Um, I'd like to say Asheville was very progressive in terms of mental health. Yeah. Um, and, it helped me, I think, identify some of the stuff I was experiencing, but I thought I'd recognize, you know? <laughs> yeah, you would but think, it right? was It was literally a Halloween night. I found myself in the back of an ambulance. That's crazy. Yeah, and it was an anxiety attack. And, yeah. You know, what's anxiety? What's an anxiety? I'd gave, given people Ativan for years, <laughs> Yeah. and like, here wait, I am what? in the same position. How so, did you deal with it? What, like, did you guys talk like, okay, shit, something's wrong. Like, let's oh, go. Yeah. Well, no, he was driving, and we were actually on the way to our friend's house for a Halloween party. Huge Halloween party. Yeah, and he was like, nope. <laughs> and then, of course, it's like, all right, we're a business in town. Like, people know us. And we're we're very, like, like 
we're, we're normal people, but yeah, we also pretty are like, introverted. Yeah, yeah, like we don't spread this and that around. Like we, our names are when we go out places. Like we normally don't wear our own stuff. Like oh, yeah. really? So you guys yeah. really like to kind of have that yeah, more just incognito separation. personality? Yeah, like, like that's not us. I can't imagine rocking up to the hospital in an area where you've worked. Like oh my god, like oh hey, I'm here. No, don't tell my business to the whole world. Like. Day yeah. one, hip is out the window, right? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. guess it was in the ER. Exactly. Like, I think, you know, and, yeah, and we, we knew that. And as much as, like, people, you know how important hip is, That's, everyone has been on that other side, and yeah. you've heard. Especially both of you guys have been there, right? Like, come on. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, okay, like, all right, we can That's we tough. Can That's got to be interesting, this, like, it, in town. It's a different dynamic. Yeah. It's a different. Oh, yeah. You would think more before you would use the services that you've been a part of for 30 years, that's 20 it. years, you yeah. know? Yeah. Which and isn't probably a good thing. I think that's not a good thing. You know, right. you should be no, able to be able yeah. to rely and, on those things. And yeah. of course, you know, like in the back of our mind, and even now, like when our kids are sick, it's like, all right, do we really need to take them to the doctor? Like, <laughs> yeah. Go to a doctor like in South Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. Is, this, <laughs> is this a virus? Or like, are we just going to push it? If I take you there, are you going to get like all yeah. of those things of being in the medical field? You always like, you think about like the worst, like, oh, I can handle this at home. I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. exactly. But yeah. it was not good. Has no, your background in fire and medical been really helpful in establishing like good core values for your business and good like directional decision making process and, and emergency evaluation? Like, has that yeah. been a part of it? Yeah, absolutely. I um I wrote an entire like SOP for our operations of how we do things. Not like asinine per se but just an overview to where anyone can come in and take a look at it and understand who we are and what we're about why do you do it exactly that reason from the fire service like you mentioned <laughs> i think um even if like documents like that never see the day of light the fact that it existed and it's there is enough for us um we think about to, making an exit one day that's I mean. it to be able to convey how and why that's why those things exist so and as our business grows they'll be implemented and used more widely but um, yeah, and Travis too, same background, right? In mm. the Marine Corps, they're very protocol and policy driven, detail oh, yeah. oriented. So it's nice because all of us understand that. Yeah. Um, and there's never like a, well, why or how come? And it's just, this it, is what we do. This is the job. This yeah, is what we do. that's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So give me the story. So what's happening next? I hear there's this, uh, a speakeasy coming and some <laughs> other exciting things. What's kind of on the horizon? So we're working on, um, we're serial entrepreneurs, right? We, we enjoy just that facet of things. Yeah. Um, but we're working on a partnership store, opening up another store in Waynesville um, with some friends of ours. It's not a leather goods store. We haven't introduced the concept yet. We just finished up all the branding for it. That's but it's going to be a, a very – it's not a single-off concept, um, but there's a need for it in Waynesville. Yeah. Um, so we're excited for that. That will yeah. open in the spring. Um and that's that's one we secured a lease on a building um, eight months ago, mm-hmm. and we've been just oh, packing away. away. That's yeah. ready to yeah. knock it out. So yeah. the other thing we launched a brand called CNS Provisions, um, which is a way for us to collaborate with other small makers mm-hmm. solely, like um, makers that maybe aren't at a level yet where they're in a bigger market. Yeah, but their goods are created to a standard they should be. So what is this whole maker movement? Because I'm, I'm familiar with it, but I'm sure, sure a lot of our audience might not be. What, yeah. Tell me about maker. What does it mean to be a maker? Sure. So I think the importance um, of just handcrafted goods is, is very important. Traditionally, a lot of crafts in our era are done by hand. Um, and we have a lot of passion in that. All of our signage on our buildings hand-painted. All of our gold leaf is hand-water-gilded. 
we highlighted an old vintage um, sign that we painted on the back of our shop. Um, by doing that, we're supporting another maker, yeah. a sign painter. Someone that does one niche thing. That's it. I love that. Yep. Yeah. And whether it's a candle maker, a um, skincare maker, whatever they do, um, you know, when you meet somebody and you see they're passionate about it and you yeah. hit it off, it's like, hey, let's see where this goes. So that whole CNS line is for us to bring in a good made by another maker that doesn't necessarily have the market. Yeah. And we brand it and package it and then sell it in our shop. Oh, that's awesome. So you'll leverage the storefront that you already have to be able to do other things. So we created a website for it. We haven't launched it. It's just like a holding page. This is the first year it's been alive. And we have like a handful of goods, candles, um, hand balm, incense, things that complement our store yeah. that we don't have to make. That's awesome. That, that's the biggest. So kind of get volume of scale without having to have more manufacturing. That's it. Correct. Yep. And really items cool. that are quality driven. So our, again, our goal, injecting quality in yeah. everything. Do you think it's just one storefront or are you guys going to expand the storefront elsewhere in the future? I don't know. We've had um, a lot of asks for like putting in boutiques in other shops. And we've said well, we would maybe do it one day it would be in the future because we can't make enough stuff right now. That's our caveat. So our store last year, the first week of December, we had no leather goods inside. Oh, really? Because we just hadn't built them yet. We didn't have, we didn't know. No, I mean, we We had built and we built and we built. Yeah. And 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 then they were, yeah, and we were gone and we felt so bad because it's like, we're a leather goods shop. Our leather goods shop, our first year in business and it's Christmas time and sorry. Are you considered outsourcing like just hire some kid to help build the, i mean like or out sure. find another leather major manufacturer that could build your widgets yeah so for us that's just that's one of those us. core values that will never so you like to make the goods that's that you sell and that's store. our biggest thing like it's we, also our biggest flaw yeah we love crafting like yeah we that is if we could be in the shop 24 7 and someone else could deal with all of the other behind the scenes i think yeah. we would both be okay with that so you guys but actually like making the we stuff. do you like yes. to on the machine yep. on the thing. don't mind doing the business side the back end <laughs> but more enjoyable it's interesting how like in some people in business one of the guys i worked with early on told me you know sam if i was making printers like i don't give a shit if it's printers or lights or fire trucks i just like business sure and i was like what how can you tell me that like yeah i love lights and i love lights or fire truck more than anything else in the world and no, obviously now I love business. You know, yeah. I, and I actually really do love business. But right. he was like, I, I don't care. I like he's a spreadsheet guy. Yep. Ugh, I hate spreadsheets. No. I hire Travis, really great people that love spreadsheets. Travis in the Marine Corps, that was his thing. He did um logistics supply for aircraft. Everything was spreadsheets, he said, and he's like a spreadsheet master. And I'm like, dude, I don't even know how to put a second <laughs> form on a spreadsheet. I love the business, but I like I have to have that tied to it. But it's interesting because you don't have to love business to be a business person. Correct. You can love craft. Yeah. And being a craft person and having sound business yeah. doesn't have to be big business. It can be no. reasonable, responsible, That's you it. know, that sort of stuff. And it sounds really cool for you guys to have woven this story of your family together, your business, you know, the pro- that oh, historic story. If you guys are into the history of these things, it sounds like a really cool you know, what do they call that? A lifestyle business sure. versus yeah. like, that's it. you're not going to be the next Amazon. No, nope. correct. You got that's it. not the goal. Yeah. And that's, that's a, building a brand. Building yeah. a recognizable brand, and, and we've done that. And it's been really – it's been humbling, and it's been extremely enjoyable. I mean, it really has been. There's We take those times every once in a blue moon to look at each other and be like, 
do you see example friday night yeah friday night we held an event at the shop part of a monthly series art after dark it's first fridays so we've been building on this series throughout the year and last friday night we held um we just got our abc license oh right so on that's we're exciting a, yeah, so up? we're able to sell booze now which we've been giving away no, for oh, six you? months yes so we yeah. uh friday night we had a band called super tight out of oh Nashville my gosh play. it was super tight it was, tight. So, it was <laughs> dope it was is this awesome. like a now you've turned your space into a venue is you that kind of what's going yeah. on so that's kind no of way. like the future of so um our workspace again it's really unique um and when people come in there they're enamored they're there's a lot to take in. Yeah. So to be able to come to a leather shop and hear live music or have a beer, it's like people's, their minds are blown. So that's kind of what we're working on. We're developing our rear courtyard to be more of a formal entertainment space. Yeah. Um, that will be very limited um, in terms of it's never going to be a place that's open every Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah. It's literally going to be a couple days a month. If you want to have a thing, then go for it. That's mm-hmm. it. But yeah. we're going to do it in a fashion that's just really executed to how we operate. So with that, we're challenging ourselves currently to a new skill. So we're learning yeah. to make cocktails, That's which is completely different, right? <laughs> so different, but, but it's a craft. Yeah, building discipline and repetition yeah. is what we do now. How right? do you learn how to make cocktails? You have to go, Dude, I guess you got to go sample all the so best places fun. in town? Or it's is it so like... much fun. It is so much fun. It is. No, we're like starting at home. Like... Yeah, we're just going for it, man. No way. Yeah. Just going like, for like, it. So go yeah. to the store, buy your you booze, bring it to the place. You Do you yeah. follow recipes? Or I mean, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We're doing, we're, Again, we're also we're like traditionalists. Like yeah. we oh. are like the recipe books. Like we're <laughs> not like we're traditionalists. Oh, yeah. Like we want to learn. I want to learn to make all the OG cocktails. Yeah. Right. And then if we want to take a spin, but I think too often so many folks are interested in like reinventing the entire wheel, and it's like, hey cocktails have been around forever yep the emphasis just needs to be on quality and yeah. that's what drives really our business cocktail. you know i have yeah. a friend that, that he's the uh, the ice guy he's here in Ashville. oh yeah he started was oh, in river pat. arts district i have no idea where okay. his business is we water skied together before i got into this business i was in the professional water sports industry which is random but anyway yeah. pat and i pat o'brien and his wife amanda we uh we used to ski in lillington this little water ski school and then he called like two years ago i was like hey i'm moving to Asheville. i'm starting a business i'm gonna get into doing ice for craft cocktails in Asheville." And he's like a fruit carving ninja. This, this is guy that is guy. Like, yes, so yeah. it's so funny. Then you guys know the guy. No, no we don't so know him, but we were as like, we're doing our research, one building of the, the things is yeah, ice. Ice is like the biggest thing in cocktails. Dude, and this dude has it. He's like so one of the most talented people in the well, world. Well, this I just found a website in the River Arts District no, that does craft cocktail ice, and it's the only place in Asheville. That's where the guy said he's like, I this is a vacuum it. in an area of people that love alcohol. This is a place where there's nobody uh, doing I gotta ice get his, I got to get his name from you. That's you tell perfect. Him, yeah. I met a guy named Sam Massa. He'll crack up and yeah. then he'll be like, all right, yeah, what do you need to yeah, do? Yeah, they got like a whole, they'll put your order out in the freezer. You can come and pick it up whenever no you want. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This dude used to yep. do um, like fruit. He would carve these like a lot, crazy it's elaborate gotta be things. It's got to be him. Because this guy does both. No way. It's got to be the guy. One of the most amazing artist so you think about like leatherworks as a craft this guy made ice and fruit into a, 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 a phenomenal craft yeah, like world-class cool, world class. Yeah. cool. that's really yeah. cool so funny yeah so so now you're learning the cocktail world yeah. doing all the book reading and that sort of stuff testing them i feel like it's got to be a really it difficult is a, thing it to is test so right so hard yeah. so hard yeah what I do your like kids it. think so we're making mocktails mocktails for them yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. really so yeah. it's a like i 
we're not really i mean we would drink but we're not like drinkers you know yeah, like yeah, we'll yeah. have a couple of drinks a week maybe yeah but if uh, you're gonna learn the cocktail crap, yeah we're having a cocktail every <laughs> night now um, but we want to be able to offer mocktails because in our demo in our community there's 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 no place to do a mocktail so it's like oh interesting hey so you can have a like a frilly yeah. drink without having to right. get on the sauce without yeah, yeah that's it so oh, that's and, awesome and that's something like Courtney and I have a nighttime ritual. We drank hot tea every night for, I don't know, eight years, eight to At 10 least. years. That's I awesome. did it in the firehouse. They, everyone oh, would look at me like, this fucking guy. Yeah, you know, my and wife I, is an Aussie. Yeah. She loves a cup of tea. Oh, I'm yeah. Like, so, yeah. Well, that's something else we want to do there is really great teas oh, at I'm the end of the night visit, then, yeah. you know so it's going to be a, a creative outlet for us and we've already ventured through the whole branding the concept's done um it's just a matter of now execution we're convert, converting a shipping <laughs> container and things and like will the container be will it be just storage so, or will it be well, storage, storage and, and a bar. bar oh no way so yeah. we're kind yeah. of the like side out you got and, it yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's sick. How do you actually go down that path? Like, I feel like a lot of people, what firefighters or otherwise, will say like, man, I want to turn this thing into a whatever. But you actually have to stay, take the step, first Execution, step. How do you yeah. make that happen? Um, I, honestly, and we have friends that ask us this too. It's never been, I feel like we put so much emphasis on the planning. And I look at it like how we design our goods. So when we design, we just did a fanny pack. We just launched a fanny pack. So it took us... The longest part is designing. Um, to look at something and say, this is what I want it to look like. It's real easy, but figuring out how to make it yeah. is the hard part. And I'm sure you have the same thing. Oh, In yeah. The steps. yeah. I mean, so knowing what you want yeah. and drawing a rectangle on paper with a bunch of bulbs or whatever is simple. But yeah. figuring out how to make it's a hard part. So with that, we put so much emphasis on the front end. Do you guys, like, write out your plan? That's it. Oh, wow. We have, I mean. That's, like, atypical of most entrepreneurs. Most entrepreneurs shoot, and then they aim. And they're like, oh, shit, I got to shoot again. (laughs) We'll do, like, the sketches on paper from start to finish. Normally, it's like a, it's like a. Napkin, either a napkin or a lunch date or like yeah. a dinner. Do you dedicate like time for planning? Uh, yes, but sometimes like a typical conversations will occur and it's like, holy shit. That's All right, a we got to pull out idea. a notepad. Like, yeah. just start. Yeah. Is one of you guys more the, the business idea person, one's a business implementer, or is it kind of like. I don't know. I feel equally like equally yoked in the yeah, whole. I think it's equal because when one of us say, "Hey, we're starting," we we jump in head first. Yeah, both of us. So it's and I do. I feel like when it comes time for execution, we're already so committed that we're physically doing whatever that project is, but we're mentally already onto what's next. Yeah. So how do you then execute? How do you make sure you get it all the way to the finish line? Because it sounds like I mean, there's multiple building, things that are yeah. doing just that now. Building you know? a team. Yeah. Building a team, Travis, Roman, my sister, just Jewel. Everyone has strengths and weaknesses and parts of execution. Roman, for example, specifically for the container, used to be a welder on aviation equipment. So cutting a hole and welding you a hinge it. on something is not no, hard for this no. guy. No, right. and for somebody like myself, yes, I'm willing to learn to weld and I can do these things, but it's like, hey, I don't have to do this. Yeah, Roman can do this. I can deal with design of it. We can do branding, whatever it is. But I think we just put so much on the front end that when it comes time for execution, it's boom. Where it's Yeah, so you already have there. your plan, and then you're just following the plan. That's, That's probably it. like, you know, like – Maybe fire service is like, all right, write your plan, train your plan, and then execute your plan and have a backup and a backup with a backup. And And if you kind of have those three, then... Yeah, yeah. and we know if... Like, we we have to be willing to be like, all right, this isn't going to work. Let's adapt to something else that... And nine times out of ten, if we've had an idea that hasn't ended up working, what we have 
chose to do is like, all right, this seems like it probably would have been better anyway. How do you know when you've got an idea that's not working? Like, I think that's something that a lot of times people struggle with where they're like, they push and push and push and push and push and don't change. And then it's like, man, all of a sudden, like now you're way past the point where you needed to course correct. Yeah. Have you guys ever had any examples of times where you've needed to course correct and been, we might be, we might be experiencing one right now. Um, so we, recently brought into the store red wing boots the heritage line of boots oh interesting yeah they're made in the u.s really great boots oh cool um it's very hard to get their boots in your store to sell them oh interesting so they're limited when you need them it's hard to get so we're like hey we've had people asking for boots let's bring them in the store well we brought them in the store right 20 grand Oh, wow. Just an inventory because you got to buy all the sizes of all the different things so we brought them in the store in spring of mm-hmm. last year, typically, you know, boot seasons in the winter. So it's not yeah. been very cold yet this year. That's true. Yeah, so right, today in November. Right, <laughs> right now we're in that period of, hey, was this investment in purchasing all these boots? Because we should so be. So it should the, be paying off right now. It should be killing it. Yeah. And we're selling some boots, but it's not necessarily what we'd like to see. It's smart to be asking that question. And yeah. how will you make that call if it's not right? Not to say that sure. boots aren't good boots. It might right. just be like it's the wrong customer base. Yep. That's yeah. it. Will and you just be evaluating the metrics and say, hey, I got to have this return and I don't see it, it. So I'm going to reallocate capital. Yep. That's it. In our thing, we'll never put ourselves in a position like, oh, we're going to get these boots, but it's going to strap our, our operations. That's never the case. But it's more of, ah, we could have used that money somewhere else. Yeah. And our return would have been the much time value better. money is a really important thing. That's like, it. Where is it most valuable? Yeah. You might get a return here, but if yeah. you got a bigger return somewhere else, it was more valuable at the time. That's then... it. Yep. Yeah. That's the same thing like with credit debt leveraging and all those things that are interesting to learn as you venture into business. But, you know, you borrow money at a hundred bucks a month, but that money you borrowed makes you 10 grand a month. It's yeah. like, was it worth it? Um, yeah. So right now that's something we're dealing, we're talking about. That's our one thing right now that we're like, well, this might not have been great, but it's doing okay. Let's yeah. see how it goes. But Courtney on the other side here. I'm on the other hand yeah. and I'm like, all right, it's still 75 degrees outside. Yeah. Yeah, wait till Christmas it cold is coming. That's it. Yeah. And I feel like I, I know I haven't. And at least I know a lot of people that I've spoken to, no one is ready for Christmas. This no, year. it's the truth. <laughs> and yeah. it's going to be like, yeah. like a, oh, all of a oh, sudden, shit. oh, now I yeah. know yeah. yeah. So stick yeah. it out. And so, and I always like to look at things like, all right, let's give it time. Like we haven't given this a full year yet. Yeah. yeah. Let's get a whole boot season through. See yeah. how it goes and we'll reevaluate it next year. I feel like the insights you guys have is unique in small business and unique, especially in like firefighter business. Like you're thinking able to think through like, hey, was this a good decision? Or maybe I need to be thinking through this Christmas season is going to be different. Do you guys ever like mentor other small businesses in your town? Or like, do you have like I feel like there'd be people that need help from business owners like you guys. I mean, um, we're always willing to give any type of help. There yeah. is a there is that percentage of people that aren't willing to ask for help or aren't right. willing to accept help. Yeah, or say, "Hey, I need help." Yeah, you know, there's <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of folks that are out there, um, but we've always we've always put forward like. If you need any assistance, don't hesitate to yeah. ask. Worst we can I say feel like with a storefront, you'll have a lot of people walk in that might want to know. Do. And we don't ever get people walking the door. This isn't a place anybody walks in the door. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, we get a lot of people that come in and they're like, um, what's upstairs? Do you live there? <laughs> yeah. We're yeah. like, mm, part-time? Yeah. <laughs> Just because <laughs> it's kind of one of those weird things. Like, what are they trying to figure out if we live here for? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> But can, can you run out upstairs? No. no. Can I see upstairs? No. We, we have created... I'm armed, and if you show up at 2 o'clock in the morning, there's going to be a big problem. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. We have yeah. a really, really big lioness. Yeah. <laughs> the cat will get you. Um, I, we've 
like our shop has kind of came a, became a creative hub in our area That's cool. um, for young entrepreneurs. So yes, I mean, this business venture that we're opening up in the spring is, is a byproduct of that. It sounds like that's what yeah. I was kind of pulling yeah. at. Like it feels like it there is. are other things that are beginning to happen because you're in this space. Yeah, it's been, um, it's been really awesome. And also, you know, our intention, again, we've talked about just doing your own thing, beating to your own drum. When we came into town, we introduced ourselves to everybody cordial with every business owner. Um, but we just stuck our head down and worked. And the outcome <laughs> of what yeah. we did, a lot of folks look at it because it's, I mean, we did a lot of work. Um, it's tough because even in like the fire service world, any, any world, there's always drama, right? There's yeah. always drama that we all try and like avoid. Or maybe you're somebody that loves drama, whatever. But in the fire service, one of the biggest things that I disliked was just the drama and negativity of it. It was it just got to be a beatdown sometimes around certain folks. And one of my biggest wishes was when we entered like this business community was that didn't exist. And that is not true <laughs> yeah, at not all. all. Definitely not true. It, but God it's Lord. been really great to experience because, for starters, we know who to interact with and who not to. But also it just that... I don't even know how to use this word, so I'm just going to chop it. But not being naive to the fact that <laughs> people don't necessarily always do the right thing or operate to the way that you expect. Yeah, um, or even that you in, would hope. Yeah, you yeah. wished everyone did. <laughs> yeah. But no, we've created um, a really great group of resources in our region. So we're both a part of the downtown advisory committee, which helps kind of navigate downtown's growth. So not just um, event planning, but branding, um, streetscape, promotions, design of different um, areas for the town. Yep. These committees that we're a part of, we're also, um, I'm on a tourism development committee that aids in planning like large events that create stays. So folks staying in beds. So all of those things, and it's different to think of, um, or what drive a downtown. So, so that helps your business. So you help the community grow, which in turn it. helps your business. Yep. Is that something you would recommend others do? Is Absolutely. Get involved in your 100%. local chamber or get involved in these things? I do. I agree. I think that, um, I don't know exactly how it said, what is it? Rising, rising tides. Right. Float all ships. Yeah. yeah of course. And I think that um, if somebody's doing their best, which we're constantly trying to, and a lot of other business members in our community, that it makes everybody look great. So that's kind of our outlook. Um, We did the the micro manufacturing summit that they did, and we got to speak and give a tour to... Oh, that's cool. Yeah, just really interesting folks. And then hear stories, too, from companies like um, East Fork Pottery. Um, and just hearing different businesses that have scaled from a tiny operation to something massive. Yeah. And just hearing their journeys along the way, or it's always, it's enjoyable. It that is. It's enjoyable. It's really cool. Yeah. Well, where can our viewers find more information about what you guys do and the products and businesses? What's the best place to find you guys? Yeah. So, um, if you're looking for entertainment wise, I would go to Instagram. <laughs> um, What's yeah, your handle? Yeah. Do you know? Yep, Axe and All Leatherworks. It's a full business name. Axe and A W L L. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. Axe A X E and All Leatherworks. So um, we're on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, but we don't really TikTok often. Tick- I just we just TikTok what? Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> you know, we got. Just like every, we don't have a individual doing social media for us. We're in the position where we could. Sure. But 
I have a hard time letting it go because I really like conveying our story. Sure. So I started writing a monthly blog um, and a newsletter, not the newsletter as like a sales type newsletter, more as like adding value to our community. Yeah. Um, and that's my creative outlet for, I used to write all these long posts on social media as our creative outlet, but I got to see like the interaction and stuff just wasn't there. Yeah. So it was like, they don't read that. So it's not yeah. right space for long form. So you put it somewhere else. That's it. Yep. Yeah. So two months ago started doing a blog. Um, we've talked about doing a podcast of sorts and kicking around different things, but it's a time thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. So There's only so many hours in the day. That's it. And that's, so we did YouTube for a period of time and ultimately had to shelf it because of time. And yeah. we really had a great opportunity just to monetize what we were doing there. But it came down to, all right, do we sacrifice core business operations or do we drop the, okay, this is cool type thing? Yeah. So obviously the, okay, this is cool type thing gets shelved, but yeah. And then if you wanted to order something from you guys, I go to axonall.com. Axonallleatherworks.com. Axonallleatherworks.com. Perfect. Yep. yep. So that's our website. Um, and then we talked about the social media stuff. Obviously, we travel to trade shows. We typically, next year, we're definitely doing Indianapolis. Yeah, the FDIC show. That'll be a good one. Yep. Yeah. We'll be co-boothed with Hook and Irons. And then... Um, that's the guys from Florida? That's it. <laughs> nice. Yep. Yep. That's Apparel good. Apparel company. And that's then really cool. um, we'll be in Raleigh for Safer. Outside of that, our retail shop in downtown Waynesville is open Thursday, Friday, Saturday from, from 10, 10 to, 5. to 5. We always tell folks, because we do get a lot of out-of-towners that yeah. travel to the area to vacation and they'll be in town on a Tuesday and they want to <laughs> yeah. see the shop. Um, we tell them to give us a call because oh, yeah. awesome. we're the in phone. there. We, we don't yeah. hesitate. Like we don't mind to do a private tour. Or, yeah. Just got to have um, some heads oh, up. Yeah. We just need heads yeah. up so I can actually flip the lights on. And... Yeah. Of course. Make sure the place is presentable. Yeah, <laughs> That's it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, Spencer, Courtney, thank you so much for joining us yeah. here on the 2448. It's been a pleasure having you guys and hearing thank about you. your amazing story. Yeah. It, it was, was fun. Well. We yeah. appreciate it. Thank awesome. you. Awesome.